Welcome to Diverse, the podcast of the Society of Women Engineers. SWE supports the advancement of women in engineering and technology. You can find all of our podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, and SWE's blog, All Together, at altogether.swe.org. Hi, I'm Penny Worsting, FY19 President of the Society of Women Engineers. Welcome to SWE's Diverse Podcast Series. Please remember to add this podcast to your iTunes and like or follow us on social media. Visit SWE.org for more details. I'm joined today by Galnaz Afzal, an international graduate student pursuing aerospace engineering at the University of Cincinnati. Galnaz holds a bachelor's degree in aeronautical engineering from the acclaimed JNT University in India and is the first woman in her family to travel over 12,000 miles from her home in India to pursue her love for aerospace here in the U.S., Aside from thriving in aerospace, Galnaz is also an accomplished writer, radio show host, academic writing coach, and a women's and child's rights activist. She was also crowned the uh, SWE Engineer of the Year at the University of Cincinnati in 2017. She has held the position of chief reporter for the University of Cincinnati's student-led newspaper and won the award for the best radio show twice for her radio show, Bold Over Bollywood. She currently works in the field of hybrid electric vehicles and aims to make life more sustainable for our future generations. In addition to that incredible list of accomplishments, Galnaz is also a strong supporter for diversity and inclusion and believes that celebration of diversity is the recipe for global success and the solution to end tension and conflict across the world. Thanks so much for joining me today, Galnaz. Hello, Benny. How are you doing? Great, great. Well, let's get started. Um, let me let me let me start by asking, why engineering? Well, that's a great question. Um, I think engineering gives you the power to be creative, innovative, and imaginative all at the same time. And I think there's no right or wrong way to engineer. It's all about experimentation, which is the foundation of engineering as such. Um, I always wanted to create things, build, develop, and, you know, bring things to life. And I think that really inspired me to become an engineer. Um, I guess the concept of bringing something into existence is incredible. And as engineers, we bring ideas to life. And thus, I found my true calling in engineering. That, that is so true. So growing up, what were the other potential career options you had in mind uh, parallel to engineering? And, and how did you finally choose this field? Uh, well, I, when I was growing up as a kid, uh, you know, people always ask me, hey, what do you want to become when you grow up? What do you want to do and stuff? And I always had this really weird answer that had like too many things on my mind. Uh, for the very beginning, uh, you know, I was thinking like I want to become a beauty pageant <laughs> winner or at least a pageant winner of some sorts. Some, sometime later, I wished to become an astronaut. Um, and then a little later, I wanted to write and report news. Now, interestingly, I have done all these three things in some way or the other which is cool, I think. Yeah. And but however, I knew one thing for sure, uh, that I nurtured the love for all things aerial. And uh, although I had multiple interests, um, I knew that my life journey cannot really end in this insular, sexist, or very narrow lanes of this world. I wanted to fly and I wanted to make things that can fly. 
Um, and I was really enamored with this entire idea of flight and the associated concepts of propulsion, aerodynamics and such. And uh, I mean, I can, I still vividly remember this one incident, which was like, that's it for me. Um, so what exactly had happened is that my parents and I were going to the airport to receive my aunt. And uh, when obviously I'm a young kid, I think I was about four or five years old. And when I went to the airport, I, I mean, I could see the airport apron and I saw like tons of aircraft parked there. And, uh, and I still remember that one vivid moment uh, where it was like, there was this aircraft, it was about to take off and it literally flew, you know, above our heads and, and the kind of adrenaline rush that I felt at that point in time and the, you know, intense goosebumps that I felt on my skin. I mean, that really moment, I didn't understand what it is all about. I understood that the engineer, the aerospace engineer in me was born at the moment. That is so cool. And how many times have you seen, you know, movies and, and things where someone is um, watching a, an airplane fly directly overhead? And for you, it actually uh, it got you interested in aerospace engineering. So that's fabulous. How did your childhood um, shape you into this field? I mean, did your parents and friends support your career choice? My mom herself, she's a very accomplished woman. She traveled the world. So this idea of gender roles, of being or choosing very, uh, you know, softer or easier work because you're a woman never really occurred to me. So my parents were really supportive. And I, you know, because of my parents, I guess, uh, transitioning to a career in aerospace was never really difficult, aside from the fact that aerospace is actually a tough major. <laughs> so that was another story. But in terms of support and backing, definitely, I mean, my parents were of huge help. That is that is fabulous. And, you know, time and again, I, I talk to people um, who mention how important that early support and encouragement was in helping them um, choose that career path. So Yet another example. Did you have any real world um, engineering experience before coming to the States? Uh, well, yes, I uh, did a couple of internships when I was in India. So one was uh, at the old airport where I was working on Cessna and Avro aircraft. I was in the aircraft maintenance and aircraft repair and stuff. Uh, and I also you know, worked on flyby-wire systems and glass cockpit systems which was something very niche and new at that point in time. Um, and not exactly niche and new, but I think something which was still not, uh, you know, very famous or people were not very aware of that. Uh, so that's that's one internship I did. And the other internship, I worked for Tata Advanced Systems, where I was working on the Pilatus aircraft. And it was a huge learning experience because I got to see a huge hangar for the very first time in my life. And I saw the multiple aircraft components, multiple aircraft, and then, you know, how it is built and constructed and the quality assurance part and, you know, speaking to, uh, you know, the suppliers and the customers in terms of like the kind of communication that happens from the factory to, you know, those people. So that was a huge help. And that really prepared me for, uh, for I mean, for furthering my career in airspace. Yeah, I could see how that would be very helpful. Yeah. Uh, were there any other like big surprises or culture shocks that you faced after landing here in, in America? Uh, yeah, I think so. I guess like initially the number one thing was like, you know, staying away from your family and handling yourself, by, uh, you know, by, I mean, handling everything by yourself. Like I, I think it's not funny that many of the people who would listen to this podcast would be like, how could she even be surviving? But this is true that when I was back in India, I did not really know how to go and shop for groceries 
or uh, yeah. yeah really I didn't know how to cook I did not know how to wash my clothes or you know do different menial things and I think America taught me all those things so that's number one thing I guess and I think the next biggest uh, it's not exactly a, ch- a culture shock but I think something that took me as a surprise was uh, took me by surprise was uh, the sort of like education system here in America because like it's I think it's a lot more uh, I guess relaxed and laid back when it compared to India like I think here you have more choices to pursue there is a lot of diversity in your you know career choices and you can study whatever subjects you want which is really amazing and I think even the professors here are friendlier and I mean in India of course there are people I mean your professors are friendly with you but I think in America there is a sense of like you know like not so much of rigidity in, in terms of your conduct of people higher in authority you can still be friends with them you can still be respectful uh, you know with them at the same time so that was something which was new to me and uh, yeah so that was i think the initial culture shocks or surprise that i felt in this country i'm sure you're not alone in um things like you know having to buy groceries for the first time or do laundry i think unfortunately <laughs> or or fortunately you you were not alone um because i think a lot of students uh, when they go away to college that's a first for them as well yeah. um, so you mentioned the um the engineering curriculum and the education system um, in India, it sounds like it's a little different, uh, a little maybe a little more structured. Uh, was it difficult to adapt to that here in the U.S.? Well, I mean, this might sound really funny, but uh, I think it was difficult because I guess like I was, um, I don't know how to put it, but I think I would say that uh, I became a little complacent after some time. And I was like, okay, I know all these things really well. I've learned these things already in India. I've really excelled already in India. So this is going to be very easy. But I think that was something which was, uh, you know, something really foolish of me to think that way. Because like, I guess even though I felt the education system is more lenient here or more relaxed here, I guess the quality of education was definitely on par with India. So the, you know, the, I think the kind of toughness of the course or the coursework was still there. And I think once the initial realization hit me, I went back on track and I was like, yes, I need to be really, uh, you know, I guess rigorous with my uh, studies and everything. And that really happened in America. Yeah, I could see how, you know, you think it's more relaxed. So therefore yeah. you've got all of this uh, freedom, but in, mm-hmm. in some ways it makes it even more more difficult, more challenging. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So what kept you going when you, you know, there were some some challenges that you faced and um, as a young woman engineer, what, what kept you going? Well, initially when I came here, and this is again, a little uh, funny and a little, you know, I think, uh, I guess, obscure or something. I guess when you are a woman in engineer and also when you are um, still young and you're doing a challenging major like aerospace, like people see you in a different light and like, uh, you know, people really see sometimes, uh, you know, you as in a way that you are maybe not that accomplished or maybe you are not that uh, smart to do the job per se. And then also if you are someone who is, you know, as vibrant as I am in terms of being talkative and being, uh, you know, gregarious and also participating in so many activities outside the realm of education or academics, people really see you in a way that, uh, you know, that maybe you're not that smart or you're not that sharp 
or something like that. And I think that is something that really hits you after some point in time. Uh, so I think what really kept me going was that I wanted to show myself and prove it to everyone else as well. I think first to myself and then to the others that I can do this and I can do it well. And that has been really motivating me. And I guess for me, the biggest uh, motivation is that women should not be, you know, put into boxes of what they can and what they cannot do. They are human beings who can do just as much as men can do. So just stereotyping them that they are women and they are the weaker sex and they cannot do something is really bad and stupid, I think. And as a women engineer, I think this, the change starts with me. And if I am accomplished, if I can do the job well, then I, I will stand up for all the other women engineers who are trying hard to make a mark for themselves as well. Well, congratulations. And um, I can't wait to see where you go in the next Thank few you. years because you definitely, uh, definitely have a lot of different things going on out there. Thank you so um, much. Yeah. Um, so what is your take on diversity in, in America? I mean, what do you think, uh, why do you think diversity and inclusion or, or DNI is so important? Well, I think um, in terms of diversity in America, you do have a good amount of diversity. I see a lot of diversity in, in terms of the career choices that people make here um, and, uh, you know, the kind of like ethnicities we come from, the kind of languages we speak here, uh, the kind of religions we follow here. I think all of that is beautiful. And I absolutely love that fact about America that it's so diverse in its, in its own way. Uh, but I also feel that I think women here are... I don't know. I think uh, traditionally they are not really viewed in a way that they should be encouraged more to do engineering and, or, you know, maybe like this quote unquote male dominated fields. And I think that is where we need diversity in America. I think we need so many more women because I can say as a matter of fact that in my current program, there are only like two or three women, including myself in aerospace engineering when I came here in the graduate level program. So I think that's really sad because I guess it's so important that women are represented in, in its own, in their own way. And I think the more number of women we have, the more sort of representation we have and the more diverse, uh, you know, uh, the community becomes in terms of diversity of opinion, diversity of experiences, diversity of skill set. And I think that's really very important to branch us ahead. And, and, you know, study after study has shown that the more diverse a team is, um, the, the better solutions they come up with, uh, the more diverse a company's employees are, the more profitable they are. So it is amazing to me that there are still people who don't, um, don't get that. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. So do you believe that your presence in your school has contributed to diversity in some way? Well, I think yes. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, seem conceited or, you know, something of that sort or too proud or something. But I think yes, because like when you have like two or three women in, uh, you know, in a major, I think even a single person can do a lot to, you know, up that quotient of diversity and representation. Uh, so I think that uh, my role or my presence might have helped other women to see what engineers are all about, all, all, all what women engineers are all about. And I think it's also kind of funny because, uh, you know, I guess when I first came here, people have this kind of really weird sense of 
image of what women engineers are all about. Like they are boring, they are super nerdy, they don't have a life and all those kind of things. And I think <laughs> that's just not true. And the fact that I am in, starting in the school and I'm you know, involved in so many activities, aside from still being an aerospace engineer, makes them realize that engineers, regardless of being men or women, they can do what all, I mean, anything that they would want to. Uh, you know, and they cannot be fit into a you know certain mold that they have to be so and so and so. They can still do whatever they want, and so I think in that way, I guess my presence has helped people to broaden the scope of understanding and knowledge of what engineers or women engineers are all about. So I guess that could have helped in some way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if somebody sees somebody that looks like mm -hmm. them, you know, if, if it's um, a woman or, you know, young or, or someone who's won a beauty pageant <laughs> or, you know, whatever, yeah. but they see somebody that then they can identify with, then they can see themselves in that position in the future as well. Absolutely. So that is true. Sure. Yeah. So I'm going to switch gears just a little bit here. Um, you have quite a list of activities that you are participating in outside the realm of academics. Uh, while at school. I listed some of them at the beginning there, but wow, that's a lot, a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So Penny, I think I had, you know, very early in my life, I had this read this quote, which I would, I mean, it's loosely translated something like this. It says that when I meet God tomorrow, I would want to tell him that I have used every iota of talent that you have bestowed upon me. So I think that was something I took very seriously, very early on in my life. And I was like, okay, Gulraj, you can do whatever you would want to. And you don't need some, anyone's validation or you would not need anyone's sense of, uh, you know, encouragement also that I think your biggest uh, cheerleader is yourself. And then whatever you feel like, whatever you want to do, just go ahead with that. I mean, you could fail at something, but then at least you could learn and realize that, okay, I'm not good at this but I'm good at many other things. And that way I can, you know, uh, I guess like just develop myself and gain confidence with myself. And I think that's the beauty of uh, being, uh, you know, I guess trying out different things also when you're a woman, quote unquote women. And I'm saying that because I guess as women, sometimes we do face, uh, you know, low self-esteem, low, I'm sorry, low self-esteem issues. And when you try out different things and you realize that you're great at, great number of things. And I think that really increases your confidence and that exactly happened to me. And uh, so, yeah, and I was always into writing. Well, even when I was back in India, I was writing for the Times of India. I was writing for the Deccan Chronicle. I was writing for the Hindu paper. I was also one of the top 10 students, the Whiskits, um, at the Holix Whiskits competition in Hyderabad for two years consecutively. Uh, I was doing a lot back in India as well. And even after coming to America, I think I got more opportunities. So, of course, being into journalism, being into writing, you know, being into marketing for different organizations. And then, of course, you know, winning the engineering of the year pageant at SWE um, and also being the chief reporter and then also being the web content director for the Bedcast Media. Uh, I'm also the uh, executive editor for a magazine called as International Student Voice. Um, and of course, the radio show that I uh, host, Bold Over Bollywood. I have been doing multiple things. That is so amazing. And I, like I said, I can't wait to see um, what you go do in the next few years because you- Thank you so much. I mean, you have so much energy. Um, you're a 
about to graduate now. How do you feel about your life at the university now that you're on the verge of graduation? Well, I feel like bittersweet right now, I think. Um, sweet because, yes, I'm really happy that I've been working for like studying for three years uh, in my master's program. And it's been like a tough journey, of course, you know, taking up all those courses, doing the research, handling up all the activities and at the same time staying away from home and, you know, battling up all those emotions inside. Uh, but I think the fact that having a great, strong, supporting family here in terms of my friends and acquaintances and my professors and all the people at the university, that is something which have been extremely supportive or have been extremely great for me. Uh, you know, so I think that is something which I'll really, really miss because uh, I think, uh, you know, when you come to America for a certain purpose and from in my case, it was master's education and UC, University of Cincinnati was my home for like three years. It'll always be, it will always stay special to me. And I think that is going to be tough for me to go out of the, you know, this university and then into the real world, the real engineering world. So yeah, it's bittersweet for me. Well, I look forward to hearing what you're doing in the future. <laughs> Thank you. What would your advice be for um, incoming female engineering students um, who share a similar background as yours? I think the number one thing I would like to tell them is that to believe in themselves and work hard. I think two things that I've really... Uh, you know, I guess like moved me and really helped me coming to America was that believing in myself was so important because back when I was still preparing to come to America for, you know, my studies, I was really, uh, you know, not sure if I'll be able to handle the rigors of, you know, advanced studies in aerospace engineering, because obviously it's a tough major and you're in a new country and, you know, you don't really have a strong support system. And of course they are financial constraints, there's a different education system, this bunch of stuff. So I think uh, regardless of you coming into a new country and studying, or even if you are in your home, com home country and you're studying engineering, I think the most important things, like I mentioned before, is, uh, you know, having faith in yourself and working hard, because when you believe that you can do it, you can absolutely do it, you know, and always seek help. I think you do have people around your, I mean, around you all the time, who are ready to help you out in whatever they, way they can. So I think as women, sometimes we also feel that we should not really ask for help or seek help, which is wrong. And I think we should always reach out for help, you know, seek answers, learn, grow, evolve. And I think when you are accomplished, you can get the job done. And then, you know, believing in yourself and believing in your craft also really helps. So I think those are my two pieces of advice for incoming female grad, I mean, engineering students. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put in a plug here, obviously, for Society of Women Engineers, because it really is important to have Absolutely. a network Absolutely. Yes, of people yeah. who are who understand what you're going through and can, um, you know, give you advice and, and just, you know, help you realize that you're not alone. So that's great. So yeah, and I would want to just include one point here, is I think Society of Women Engineers have been incredible for me because I have been a part of them since like about three years now. And what all I've, you know, learned the society has been so incredible. Uh, you know, the society has been helping me with meeting new, uh, you know, professionals in my industry. It has also helped me in reaching out to people in my uh, industry as well as other industries and then connecting me with professionals 
and also making me more knowledgeable about how to navigate my way through the job market and also in engineering as a domain. So I really, really appreciate the kind of work that SWE has been doing. And I'm so proud uh, that I could be a part of SWE and also become the engineer of, engineer of the year for them. Yeah. Well, I, congratulations on that. That is, that is so cool. Thank you. So what, what are your future plans now? I mean, you're, you're about to graduate. Um, I, I, you've been so productive and, and contributing in so many ways up till now. Um, what are your plans and how do you plan to contribute to, to society as a woman engineer? Well, absolutely. And I think uh, I could just say that uh, I could begin with becoming a representation, I guess, for the people around me, because representation is so important. When I was growing up and I was thinking to become, you know, an astronaut or an engineer for that matter, I really saw very few women. But when I when I used to, you know, compare the list of women engineers I knew or the list of female astronauts I knew, they were very, very, very uh, you know, few in comparison to, uh, you know, female uh, lawyers or writers or poets or actresses or singers or whatsoever. So I used to always wonder, like, why are women so few in this field? And I think that really prompted me. And I feel that uh, somewhere I felt that the lack of representation can be also discouraging also. I think for me, it was encouraging because I really wanted to prove it to the world and to myself predominantly that I can thrive in this field. Uh, but I think for a lot, a lot, many, uh, you know, young girls, a lack of representation can be a huge deterrent and make, may make them even feel that they're not fit for that role because they are not a man. So I think for me, my biggest plan for the future is to thrive in this industry as an engineer and also be a representation for what a female engineer can be all about. So that's my biggest goal. Uh, and I think also the next plan would be to work, uh, if I have to narrow it down, I would want to work in the field of hybrid electric vehicles, hybrid electric aircraft, uh, because that's one of the biggest, uh, you know, I mean, I think the greatest fields right now uh, in terms of sustainability and uh, providing a better life to the future generations. And that's my uh, primary goal that I want to promote sustainability. And since I'm in aerospace, working with hydroelectric aircraft would be my next important goal. I can't wait to see what you do in the coming years. Um, Galnaz, thank you again so much for taking the time to speak with us today and providing some really amazing insight on your experience as a female engineer from outside the U.S., um, your your unique background, your passion for diversity and inclusion, and, and your overall positive outlook are truly inspiring. Thank you so much, Penny. It was such a pleasure speaking to you. Honestly, I feel really proud and blessed to be, you know, on this platform sharing my thoughts and experiences. And I'm really grateful to all of you out there. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And uh, to all of you, thanks for listening. I'm Penny Worsing uh, for all of us at Sweet. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes or like your favorite episodes on SoundCloud. If you have not already made plans to be part of the largest gathering of women engineers in the world, visit our WE18 conference site, we18.swe.org. Information on housing, registration, and keynote speakers is now available.